Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ireland's Aviation Podcast from Squawk 7000. Tony Regan has over 35 years of experience in aviation. Before joining Aerostana in 2012, he was General Manager Operations and Ops Post Holder at CityJet from 2001 where he was responsible for all operation functions. Before that, he was a director at CAE Park Aviation, and his early career was as a pilot of the Irish Air Corps, where he held several operational appointments, including chief flying instructor, retiring at the rank of commandant. He joined me on the phone to talk more about his work in Central Asia and the opportunity he took to work in Kazakhstan. Uh, Kazakhstan is in Central Asia. Uh, I suppose to give a feel for it, it's about, I'm not it's about three and a half, four hours southeast of Moscow. It's right down in the, the uh, southeast corner of Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan is about a million square miles of a country, 2.7 million uh, square kilometres. So it's quite a big, big, big country. Amati is about 300 miles from the Chinese border. So it's right down in the southeast corner. Formerly part of the USSR. What, what's the main source of income for, for people there? Well, basically, agriculture is quite big, uh, you know, huge uh, farms out on the steppe, uh, although the weather is, uh, you know, it's, it's very much continental climate, so it can be quite harsh, particularly during the winter, if that's the case. Down in the southwest, it's, it's uh, you know, you're, you're heading towards desert sort of conditions. So uh, agriculture is very big, and of course, they have huge natural resources, and uh, one of the biggest oil fields in the world over on the west coast, or uh, the west of the country, on the Caspian coast, a uh, place called Atirao. What sort of fleet are you operating? We have uh, 767s, Airbus 320 series, uh, and uh, we have five Embraer E2s. Uh, we recently exited our 757s and the Embraer E1. Uh, and um, the mainstay of our fleet really is the Airbus 320, 321, and the 321LR, which uh, is particularly a good airplane for us operating to the east and to the west, up to, up to Europe and across to the Pacific Rim and down to Southeast Asia. So the obvious question is, how does an Irishman find himself operating out of Kazakhstan? What, what got you there? Well, when I when I uh, left CityJet in 2012, I uh, hadn't certainly intended to go to Kazakhstan, but uh, actually I got a call from a, a friend of mine who was running a, uh, an agency in Dublin, John Barry, God rest him, and uh, he actually uh, put it in my head. Essentially within 
uh, two months of leaving CityJet, I was down in I was down in Almaty. Went down initially for a short contract, and that's turned into eight years. And going into my ninth. So have you become as local as the locals themselves at this stage? Yeah, uh, not quite. Not quite. Michael, I mean, uh, Kazakh is, uh, I find it quite a difficult language to get a grip on. I suppose at my age, it's not that easy to learn languages, although I have a bit of Russian, which I can survive with. But, you know, in our business, uh, everybody speaks English anyway, so it's it's, uh, not so much of a problem. But it's nice to be able to kind of uh, order something in a restaurant or whatever, you know, and at least try and make an effort to to communicate with the the locals. Uh, And of course, it's a wonderful country. I mean, Kazakhs are very warm people and very welcoming and uh, you know when you go to their houses or something they really are amazing we think that our uh, Irish hospitality is is good and it is but I mean these guys are they really they they really have it down to a fine art Do you still get to fly? No I haven't been flying Uh, the last time I flew was in 2012 when I was leaving to suggest but I haven't been in action at all. Now, I have done some simulator sessions, all right, just to basically stay in touch, but uh, I haven't been actively flying since 2012. Well, take me back, if you would, then, to the very first flight. Do you remember that? I kind of, yeah, vaguely remember it. Uh, it was in Baltanel in the airport, uh, where I was lucky enough to actually uh, learn how to fly. Well, I joined uh, as a cadet in, in 1976, uh, went to the Cora, and then went to Baltanel in uh, 77 started flying training in August 77 and finished in December uh, 79. And, uh, I, you know, it's something that you never forget, really, you know. Uh, it, it's such an imprint. It, it, it kind of shapes you for everything you do, really, in your later career. And I was lucky enough to get that, that you know, amazing training. I was taught an awful lot of different things in, in the Air Corps, but certainly the pilot training was wonderful. What was the first aircraft? C.I. Marchetti, SS-260. Uh, which is a, a piston engine airplane, uh, cruise about 150 knots, and uh, a, a port speed about 85, 90 knots. Uh, so quite, quite a, and with a uh, retractable undercarriage. So, you know, an interesting airplane for, for a cadet to get into. A complex enough aircraft, and, and then the first solo, is that marked in the Air Corps in the same way as it is in the, in the civilian world? Well, it is. I mean, it's always a big day for anybody that goes on their, their first solo, and generally you get a bit of treatment by your classmates. <laughs> uh, that, that's generally how it was marked. And obviously, uh, you know, all our instructors were very proud. I mean, it was always a great kind of um, ambition to get people, you know, to get people to succeed. Uh, and uh, everybody kind of shared in that approach. Who would be some of the names that people might know in, in your class? Uh, well, I, I mean, in my class, well, Andy O'Shea, for instance, uh, was in, in Reiner. Jürgen White is in the, the Air Accident Investigation uh, branch in, in, in Dublin. Colm O'Dwyer, very good friend and colleague, uh, is in, has been in Reiner. I think he's still actually working with Reiner. Um, other people like Ray Conway would have been a couple of years ahead of me. You know, they're, they're, these are the sort of... Well, this is what I was going to say to you, Tony. Every single one of those names that anybody who's around the aviation sphere will have heard every one of them. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, probably they would have come across them, you know, either in, in Ryanair, as they say, or uh, if you're unfortunate enough to have an incident, of course. <laughs> but uh, also a lot of, you know, colleagues, Dermot McCarthy is in the IEA, Jim Corby, another colleague, uh, is in Erlingus. So, yeah, they're right around the industry. When did you finish with the Air Corps? 1995, 18, 19 years. 
What what was the aviation scene like then? Um, well, I, I suppose like you know, ninety five the, the the scene was quite active. I mean, aviation was on the upswing. Uh, now, probably nothing quite as intense as started to develop. You know, post uh, the the financial crash by 2010-2011 when aviation started to take off again you know we've seen in the last eight or nine years unprecedented growth but uh, in the 90s uh, in the mid to late 90s things were really moving fast and of course right now we're expanding for instance in our own in, in Ireland uh, quite significantly and obviously it started to spread the wings around Europe and low cost carriers were sprouting up everywhere so it was quite a uh, quite an exciting time, a, a, a great time to actually be to, to go into commercial aviation. And at what stage were you at yourself uh, as you came to the end of your your Air Corps career? You were chief instructor, I think, right? Yeah, I had well, I, I was uh, earlier on in my career. I had spent quite a bit of time in pilot training, and I ended up and uh, chief flying instructor uh, for a couple of years in the, the flying school at the end of my kind of training period. Then I went to Gormanston for a period, and uh, and then I came back and uh, I was involved in the CASA 235 Maritime Surveillance Project, and I was kind of uh, myself and an engineer, uh, Jerry Williams, got rest of uh, We were kind of the, the team that were tasked with introducing it to the Air Corps. So that and that was a that was a tremendous program because it was the first time we ever had kind of airborne radar operators and stuff on the airplane, and we had obviously other sensors, etc., as well. So it was really. Uh, a, a great period, a great time. So that was my last job before I left the aircraft. Quite fulfilling. Of course, those aircraft still flying. That's right. That's right. And they must be, uh, we delivered them, I think it was in 93. So, you know, they're 27 years. But I, I believe they've had a, a huge refurbishment in the last few years. And uh, the uh, original uh, radars and uh, sensors, I, I believe, have all been refurbished. So I'm not sure whether the radar itself has been changed because it was quite a powerful radar. But perhaps tactical data management systems that support these, I think, have all been re- re- refurbished or replaced. Well, to be fair, given the Air Corps' legacy with the Cessnas, uh, it's an organisation that knows how to keep an aeroplane flying. That's right. I can't remember, but I think they were. I think they were delivered in '73 and left around 2009 or 2008 or something. So you, you, you flew them, I presume. 30, 35 did you? Years. Did you? I did, yeah. When yeah. I was in Gormanston, yeah. yeah, yeah, I did have a few hours on the Cessna race uh, from. A year in Gormanston, a year and a half, 86, 87, yeah. From the Air Corps then, Park Aviation called for you. I mean, that was a, that was a fairly dramatic change of, of, of style. Or, or was it because of the, <coughs> the leadership skills that you had that, that drew you to it? Well, I, I mean, when I, when I left the Air Corps, I wasn't quite sure, you know, what I was going to do in the long run, whether I was going to go into commercial aviation flying or whether I'd do something else. So I just felt that, it, you know, I, I tried to go to Park and... I got in there and uh, tremendous experience, a good commercial exposure, really. Um, as I say, right across the world. I mean, we we uh, we had business in South America, in the Caribbean, in in Europe, obviously, in the Middle East, in Africa, uh, a lot of activity in the Pacific Rim, in Japan, uh, Korea, <clears throat> Vietnam. So, um, yeah, uh, essentially, I suppose it was a sort of commercial apprenticeship that. That, that I needed to do if I wanted to kind of do something, you know, for instance, progressive management. I felt that that was required, you know, a requirement that I would have to meet. And, uh, you know, it was probably the most exciting five years that I ever spent. And the travel was quite extensive. 
but uh, uh, you know it was fantastic and I met some great people as well around the industry that's always useful you know it's great to actually make contacts and it's small world in our industry people do actually stay in touch and of course I work with a great team uh, people like John O'Shea Tim Shattuck was the CEO in, in, in aviation when I was there and John was the head of operations and I was in sales my sins. There's an interesting then uh, date in your own CV, heading to CityJet in what January 2001, the same year as 9-11. Yeah, that's right. I remember actually watching 9-11 in our ops room and myself and a couple of the other managers. And I suppose we were just all standing there with our mouths open, you know. It was, like, it's, it's just an, unbelievable when you see it happening. Like it genuinely is like something from a kind of a disaster movie. You know, we all knew that, that, that day that world was going to change and that there was going to be, certainly the aviation world was going to be seriously impacted, which of course we all know the fallout from it now, uh, which lasted quite a number of years and, you know, precipitated a huge shake-up really in the industry. Yeah, it, and, and the first year in City Jazz, in fact, actually, from our perspective, didn't affect us that much because uh, City Jazz was quite a cost-effective airline uh, and it was providing a very good service to their franchisee at the time. So, in fact, actually, in a perverse way, um, uh, the 9-11 thing didn't affect us as badly as, as it would have affected some other carriers uh, who really, uh, you know, due to the fallout in demand, such a particularly bad. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm curious as to what your previous training uh, in the Defence Forces would have would have given you around that time to, to keep people on track, to keep everybody, I suppose, focused and motivated. Yeah, well, it was. It was a difficult time. But I, I suppose one of the main issues is really to keep your 
organization, as you said, focused. And in the end of the day, what we, what we always want to do is have a safe operation. One of the things in Citigroup that was very good right from the get-go was the training system was really good. And uh, we always put an awful lot of emphasis on that. And we had quite a number of people coming through the organization because, and particularly in latter years, when, you know, as a small regional operator, people tend to move. They, they, they tend to move on to bigger aircraft and to bigger things. And for instance, we actually had quite a number of people moved on to places like Emirates, many of whom now have, are, are, are in difficulty, tragically, because of the situation that, is, that has uh, arisen. Uh, some really good people that, that, that moved on from us. So we had this kind of um, input, and uh, which isn't a bad thing, actually, as it turned out. So long as you actually have a training system that's capable of handling it, which, which we had. And uh, I, I think that was a great sense of pride for all of us in Citigroup. And we also, you know, our cabin services side was really good. We had the Margaret Murphy running that for the majority of my time there. And uh, Jack Hillock uh, was in, uh, uh, he was the head of training. Subsequently, uh, Carl O'Neill took over, who is now in her Jack, of course, is down in uh, the Gulf now working, working in Dubai. What will happen next, do you think? I mean, given the fact that if you look across, you know, your own experience, you've seen ups, you've seen downs. And as the, the world hopefully tries to recover from the pandemic, what, what, what will the good airlines do and what will the good operators do to get back on track? Well, I think that international travel is going to be a, a huge challenge. Although I see in the last few days, there's a groundswell that testing, some sort of a, an organised testing process is going to have to be put in place. And that will help. So I see that as being a major challenge in the international, restoring international operations. Domestically, for, for, you know, companies that have a big domestic market, like the American carriers, for instance, or ourselves, because in fact, actually, we're flying more domestic flights this year than we were last year. But of course, our, our uh, international uh, network has been, you know, severely impacted. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what's going to happen is business travel, it will come back. But I think it'll come back slower because there's no question about it that this event has shown that, you know, Zoom, Blue Jeans, all the rest of them actually work very, very well. We regularly do our meetings even at work. If people aren't in the office, they're, they're at home or they're somewhere else. Uh, so I think that's, that's going to be an issue. I think younger people will move back to travel very, very quickly because they... They don't feel threatened really by this uh, to the same extent. And um, so I think that uh, leisure travel will respond in Europe. And it'd be interesting. I see uh, Reiner have an ad there, back from Fly, which I think hit the spot very well. So, you know, I think I think that, that's the shape of it. Business traffic, not as much. You know, older people will probably be a little bit more cautious about going back flying that quickly. Although I have to say, and it's well-known fact, that flying in an airplane is a very safe place to be. Uh, the air has changed every couple of minutes, a few, you know, a number of times every couple of minutes. Really, I think the bigger risk for, for people traveling is around airports in queues, uh, certainly more than, than on an airplane. So if that can be controlled and managed properly, uh, I think the risks, you know, are, 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 are manageable. What would your advice be to somebody who at this stage was thinking of starting a career in aviation and, and, and heading to the bank? Yeah, I mean, look, it's a huge decision because like, there's not much change out of 120, 130,000 euros by the time then you're, you're finished. So it is a big risk for people. But I think that was the case at any time. Uh, there is no question about it that the industry is going to come back. It will come back. It's just a question of when. I think that the short-haul business is going to come back quickly, very quickly. Uh, sorry, back to what I was saying about our own domestic market. You know, I would be pretty confident if I was uh, 
a young man or woman heading for the bank. And, you know, some of the companies that are out there now is, um, you know, our homegrown case, Reiner in particular, you know, there's there's huge opportunities in an organization like that that is, has grown so fast and we've seen the placement of a big order recently. Obviously, also too in earning it to a lesser extent, but those opportunities are there as well. So, you know, I think it's an industry that's going to be needed. People need to fly from A to B, despite the fact that I know that there's a huge effort on the, the, the conservation side in relation to, you know, the green approach, uh, which is also something, by the way, that I personally subscribe to very strongly. I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great thing. But there's limitations to what can be done in aviation at the moment with our technology. In that respect, I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no short-term threat there. And in fact, I think we'll see quite an expansion again before we see anything, any sort of contraction. Tony Regan, thank you for joining us on Long Final. Thank you, Michael. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Long Final from Squawk7000.ie. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe and do tell your friends. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.